Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ooh-wee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 236. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. And now, a regular occurring guest. No, not the dog he's petting. But fellow executive producer, A1 Day 1, Nevada Putnam is with us. How are you doing this evening, Nevada? I'm doing good. We're in uh, positive temps now, um, which I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. Is there another job in the world where you can be wrong as much as a weather forecaster? And still have a job. In, Intel analyst, a pick, uh, a pick picker for the three hundred three room podcast. <laughs> this isn't a job. This is a hobby. We are pretty bad at that. We're still more correct <laughs> than weather forecasters. No, that's a great. That's a great answer. Uh, the answer is Intel analysts, though. Intel analysts become weather guessers, though. Like yeah. after they get out of the military. <laughs> They're like, we think that guy's there. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, that is a wedding. <laughs> ah, just drop a bomb on it. <laughs> All right, Barack Obama. He's, he's in there somewhere. See, see what I did there? Play on words. Obama. Hmm. All right, that was terrible. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm good. I, as Nevada's temperatures increase, my temperatures are decreasing. Uh, it's always funny. So we got three inches of snow two days ago. It's always funny to see how like southern people react in the snow it's it's incredibly entertaining um and there's there's a hill in my neighborhood and on our walk last night we saw about two or three people come down that hill normal speed and have to like bail out <laughs> have to like try to make a left-hand turn and be like nope and then just go skin down the street you mean driving Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought you were talking. So my head, when you said hill, I thought sledding. Mm-mm. Like no, someone it, was riding no, down a trash can lid or something. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. No, it's, it's a, it's, the road goes down a hill. So, of course, it, it, there was snow on the ground and, and starting to ice up because it was below freezing. And you would see guys come over that hill at like 25, 30 miles per hour like they normally do. Go to hit the brakes <laughs> to make that left-hand turn, throw on the blinker, and then be like, Oh, I'm not stopping. That's it's so funny because I, I lived in Virginia for a little bit, and Virginia, a lot of people don't think Virginia is the South, uh, which is batshit crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure why people think that, but they, I, I never even really grew up in snow, and even I knew how to drive in snow. I would see people in pickup trucks in ditches in Virginia. Like, what are you? I was like, how are you doing that? And all of a sudden, I they're, was like, they're the worst. Pickup drivers in the snow are the worst. Because they're like, oh, I have a pickup. 
I can just go the same speed, if not faster. <laughs> it's like, no, your tires work the same way everybody else's tires do. <laughs> so I was driving an RSX, like zipping past them going 20. Like, dog, how are you doing that? It's crazy. Uh, I just don't understand it. But how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, nice and cozy, dude. Weather out here in SD is fantastic. Um, outside of that, though, uh, terrible weekend for sports. So <sighs> it's been a rough one. But you keep saying that people can't – you can't believe people think that Virginia is not the South. I just – I pulled it up here. And let's go ahead and just get this for the 303 for the roomies here. The Mason-Dixon line includes states, Virginia, Kentucky, Missouri, Anything below those is the South, all the way to Texas, just to clear the air for people. Virginia is definitely the South. It was a Confederate state. It was the capital. <laughs> that's, that's what you have to say. That's right? all you need to West say. West Virginia exists because Virginia was the South. <laughs> all I need to say. Can we get a West California or a, or a Southwest California so that way we don't have to be associated with California? It's going to happen. So speaking of, uh, we'll just use this for the what the fuck headline because we didn't have any submissions. But California, and I'm not sure if I disagree with this or anything, but uh, California is the first state to begin passing laws to prevent tackle football being played from the ages 12 and under. Tragic. <laughs> so instead of teaching them form you know, and technique, <laughs> and, you, know, you know, instead of educating them or improving equipment, they just said, nah, we ain't doing it. <laughs> so smart. smart. Each day we stray further away from God. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I wasn't expected to get an amen on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Now that we're through introductions, today's episode, we'll be getting into pop culture pick them top five things to look forward to in 2024. Uh, we'll be doing our head-to-head review. We'll get into the NFL futures review now that we have the full party. Uh, it's a bloodbath, as always, with futures. <laughs> we'll get into it when we get there. We'll do a super wild card review. I don't know. Why do we call it super now? Because they added the, they added extra, the extra game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And on Monday. Oh, and, and on Monday? Monday now. <laughs> and in the snow. That's super. <laughs> Everyone fucking hates a Monday night playoff super. game. Super. <laughs> Bro, I want Saturday and Sunday all day. I want football Saturday and Sunday all day. I don't want football Monday. Six don't, games, Saturday I, Sunday. That, three and three. AFC all on one day, NFC all on one day. Let's just get it out of the way. I It's just bonkers. To and me. it prevents disadvantages for teams. I think we should add a Thursday playoff game. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, just, and just like that. Nevada is no longer a recurring guest. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'll bring him back. He's uh, then closer we'll, to God now. We'll get into the NFL divisional round. We'll give you the times uh, that the games are going to be played uh, for the four matchups to see who makes the conference championships game. And then we'll also discuss the all-pro nominees. And... Um, you know, let's just go into the All Pro now. Well, actually, let's just go into it. let's go into PC. Let's not reinvent the wheel here. Let's go into PCP. Uh, today's order is going to be Nevada, Nick, myself, and Eric. Are you guys getting? We had I added a four spot since there's four of us. Can you guys get a good read on that? Or do we need it bigger? Yeah, zoom in, zoom in. <laughs> nah, <laughs> zoom out. We don't see your column anymore. <clears throat> there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, damn. That's good, right? I can always just go like that. Yeah. So I would zoom in, make it two columns, and then so that way the people are watching. And then you can scroll to the side. All right. Appreciate you. All right, Nevada, you got the first pick. Take it away. All right. I'm going to pick more of an obvious one that I think some of you might have had, but I'm looking forward to Wolverine joining Deadpool. It's about time. I'm looking forward to that movie in particular this year. Uh, there's a handful of movies, but that one I, I kind of have high hopes for. So I'm looking forward to that one. Like it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was going to pick Deadpool 3, and then I realized, like, I should probably pick something from a sphere that you guys won't pick from. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went ahead and uh, switched up my list here. Uh, so Deadpool 3, I think that's a great choice. And the be the best part is they're bringing Hugh Jackman back. Exactly. Right, and his and Ryan Reynolds' chemistry is, is outstanding, so I'm pretty excited. And in the traditional uh, traditional costume, the traditional uh, yellow and blue Wolverine costume. Yeah, never before seen. I I hope they don't fuck it up. There's always the chance that it is, but this is Marvel's first offering into the X Men universe. Um, Marvel the studio, not Marvel uh, the comic book company. But uh, so I have faith that they won't mess it up. But you know, it's hit or miss nowadays. <laughs> and uh, let's go ahead and get it uh, to Nick's pick. Uh, I love major continental soccer tournaments. So I'm going uh, the European champ Championship 2024. Euro Cup? European Continental Championship 2024, Year of Our Lord. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Germany won't win it. We just got to hope that Spain, Italy, or France doesn't win it. Why France? Because France sucks. You fucking piece of shit. Hate us because they hate us, bro. Just because Germany ain't shit no more now that all those old racists retired. Well, one of the old racists just died, so watch your mouth. Have some respect. Yeah, but he died at like 87. Why am I going to feel sad? <laughs> like, my, my guy lived past the average. <laughs> we should celebrate that, man. <laughs> All right, it's my pick. It's my pick. I'm going to go – my number one choice is ironic because it was something that I brought up pre-show. Uh, inadvertently is uh, audio, video, improved quality for our show. So that was uh, <laughs> something that I had written down because that's something we could easily take care of and make it even better. But uh, I'll do some research into it and get us squared away. Well, this is really going to throw the vibe off because uh, I was like thinking, fuck it. Uh, my mom's last chemotherapy is next week, so can't fucking wait to ring that bell with her to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's fucking so awesome. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's yep. like a great choice for this list, bro. Sorry to put a great choice on this <laughs> yeah. list. I just I thought we were doing like you know this is you know whatever it's not movies or anything but this is like the thing I'm looking forward to the How most. How dare you have a personal <laughs> life, Eric? <laughs> yeah, can can I change my pick to Eric's mom having her last chemo? <laughs> yeah, I think Appreciate all of that, our brother. all of our first picks should be that one. Look at us assholes. He let, and yeah. he let he let us all go first. <laughs> 
to yeah, make us did. look like scumbags. Uh, <laughs> well uh, done, dude. Well done. And then the second one is I can't wait to get confirmed so I can officially become the goddaughter, the godfather to my goddaughter. I'm gonna call you the goddaughter from now on. <laughs> Congrats on becoming the goddaughter. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, I'm gonna switch my list up here and bring one of my honorable mentions into here, and I'll, I'll go uh, NFL Draft 2024. Uh, so in Eric, Detroit, Eric and I are going to Detroit for the NFL Draft, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm surprised this one fell to me. Uh, I will go with another uh, worldwide celebrated event. I'm going to go with the Paris Summer Olympics. I love the Olympics and mainly the Summer Olympics. I love the Olympics, but they keep getting rid of everything good. So it's like hard to be excited for it. Baseball's back, baby. Uh, yeah, the, thank, thank you, World Baseball Classic, for getting that rectified. I, I You know, I never understand what the committee is – Thinking when they get rid of like, bro, like getting rid of wrestling is crazy. <laughs> but break, break dancing is in. Didn't they try to add paintball, or did that one fail? Bro, uh, I, I think that one lie. failed. Uh, if we were gonna add adult live action role play to the Olympics, that shit would be fire, bro. It'd be pretty good, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you have all your aquatics, you have your archery, you have your athletics, whatever that is, I guess. Is that uh, like track and field? I would guess, yeah. All your track and field events. Badminton, basketball, three-on-three -three basketball, boxing, break dancing called breaking, canoeing, both slalom and sprint canoeing, so watch out for that. Cycling with BMX cycling being an addition this year. Interesting. Equestrian, football, as in soccer, golf, gymnastics, handball, judo, uh, the pentathlon, rowing, rugby sevens, uh, sailing, shooting, skateboarding, I think for the first time, maybe? I've never seen it before. And Tokyo 2020 was its first. Sport climbing, surfing, table tennis, taekwondo, almost said taekwondo, taekwondo, tennis, triathlon, uh, both indoor and beach volleyball, weightlifting, and then wrestling, freestyle, and Greco-Roman. Thank you for bringing back record roaming. Also, if you haven't seen Boys in the Boat, a sports movie that dropped in December about the rowing team from Washington, um, a fantastic movie. Um, but it, I had, when you said rowing, I actually got jazzed for rowing because I was like, fuck yeah. I guess I'm super into rowing now because that movie. <laughs> but, Boys uh, in the Boat, huh? Boys in the Boat, yeah. It sounds kind of like a Drew Barrymore uh you know, coming of age film where she drives cars, but it's not. <laughs> it's uh, George Clooney where boys come of age in a boat. Yeah, boys, George Clo Clooney George, directed it. Yeah, George Clooney is making boys come in a boat. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'm just gonna stay I, away from. I know the Epstein this, Epstein yeah, list has I'm been Epstein. dropped, right? <laughs> good, good for you, George. <laughs> All right, before we get canceled, Nevada, give us your next pick. Well, I, I did some research on my next pick, and now I realize it's not going to be till 2025. So um, let me switch gears real quick. Um, Nick stole mine. I was going to say betting on the Olympics and the Special Olympics because that is uh, or the you Paralympics. You bet on the same. Yeah. Um, 
to me. I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to say it anyway, even though it's going to be 2025, because I won't remember for 2025. It was originally scheduled for this year, but a new manned moon landing. Yeah, going back to the moon. Oh, they already pushed it back. They're work. They yeah. got work. They got to work the CGI effects. They out. lost the technology again, bro. <laughs> they got to work. They found it, it and then they, they fumbled back. They fumbled the bag and lost it again. <laughs> they need to make sure the CGI quality is like super good. Can't be. Exactly. Can't be releasing those Marvel films. You know what I mean? Can't be looking like 1993 Jurassic Park when we go in there. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody want that. All right. No, that's that's a tight answer. Uh even though it's not 2024, but all right, tight. <laughs> like, it was it was planned for 2024, so I'm gonna count it. <laughs> What's your next one, brother? Uh this one will be uh near and dear to Nick's heart. Um, but I'm really hoping that it finally opens up to the public. But going to Casa Bonita. Is that a restaurant in Denver? You guys are unfamiliar it's, with what Casa Bonita is. Go type in in the, the internet South Park Casa Bonita episode and just watch the Casa oh, Bonita episode of South Park. Casa Bonita is not a restaurant. It's an it's experience. An ex- <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> All right. Somebody text somebody text the group chat so I can remember to watch that episode when we finish recording tonight. Casa I'll, I'll watch I'll watch it tonight just to know what what the fuck this means. You know you, you know when you have three? Yeah. Yeah, Casa Bonita closed a long time ago. Casa Bonita closed in Nevada. Nevada. Did Casa Bonita close before I moved from Colorado? No. 2006? Um, Yeah. um, No, sometime around there. All right. So this feels like a draft where I'm just getting all my picks. So I'm just going to keep taking from the top of my list and not trying to get cute right here. Uh, April 8th, we will have a parts of Mexico. The United States and Canada, I believe all of the United States and Canada, will see a total solar eclipse in 2024. It will be the first time that this, or this will be the last time this happens until 2044. So total solar eclipse is what I'm excited for, 2024. I thought you were going to pick the uh, the cicadas. Oh, geez. I, I don't even know. People always say cicadas are like 17-year animals, and yet they're every year. No, no, no. So that is incorrect. There's there's two types of cicadas. They are 13-year cicadas and they're 17-year cicadas. And every 13 years and every 17 years, they have a cycle where all cicadas pop out of the ground at the same time and they fly around. And the reason why they pop at the same time is because if they're all in the air at the same time, predators can't get them. So more of them are likely to survive. So it's a natural evolutionary cause that the cicadas have gone through. Then on top of that, they picked 13 and 17 because 13 and 17 are prime numbers. And those are hard years for predator, natural predators to time out for them to know to get the cicadas movements. Now, the reason why it's so crazy this year in 2024 is 13 times 17 is 221. And the last time this happened was 221 years ago. So when those two numbers times each other, then every 221 years, every cicada pops out at the same time. And that's supposed to be happening this year in North America. It's going to be like a crazy phenomenon. It's like a 221-year groundhog day. (laughs) Yeah, Except instead of groundhogs, it's cicadas. 
And instead of instead of cicadas, it's Jermaine taking uh, ev- every bit of uh, electricity away from my total solar eclipse pick. Keeping it in the dark, if you will. All right, Jermaine, your pick. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was well informed on cicadas' natural movements. Aren't you the biologist? Oceanographer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gave you too much credit. <laughs> I'm going yeah, with the last row. <laughs> the last row in two re-evolution uh and i probably should explain that so the last the last ronin nope eric on to you <laughs> yeah i mean we can just leave it in the dark right it was like comic related <laughs> so- google it yeah all right yep look it up hey south park same thing look it up <laughs> so last ronin two uh so the last ronin was a comic book for the teenage mutant ninja turtles written by the original creator kevin eastman and peter laird and what it did is it flashed forward into a dystopian future where only t- one turtle remained. Uh, turned out to be Michelangelo. And he raised war on new New York uh, against um, Shredder's grandson. Uh, ended up killing him and resetting that whole thing. And at the end of that book, they revealed that there's new turtles that they're going to in- inject ooze to into for him to train and become the new Ninja Turtles. So this last Ronin 2 book is going to pick up from there, be the re-evolution, and continue telling that story. Sounds dope. It's really fucking tight, bro. Uh, they There are rumors that they are making a last Ronin video game on top of that. So Michelangelo runs around and he uses every single turtle's uh, weapon. Dope. Oh, that's the that's the thing we watched, right? Uh, yeah, you, you watched on YouTube with me the uh, story of it. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. So last round two is coming out this year. And uh, that's all I got. On to you, Eric. Sweet. Uh, so for my third pick, uh, my trip to Croatia and Amsterdam. That's going to be mad fun. And then, man. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't want to do it, but let me see here. I don't know if I should say. All right, hold on. Let me let me look at my TV shows that I wrote down here. Just uh, say it. Just go with the one that's there, the one that you want to say. Just say it. Say it. All right, yeah, so I'm just going to go with the, the new Jack Ryan that's coming out. They're they're doing a new Jack Ryan series. Um, they ended it with uh, – uh, what's the guy that's married to Emily Blunt? Krasinski? They mm-hmm. ended the one with Krasinski, and they're giving us a new one. I really like the one with Krasinski, so I'm hoping the new one's dope. They're, it's a different actor. Yeah, different. The whole different – I guess the guy who wrote these books like has like thousands of different stories, and they're just going to pick a different story to run with. Um, and then lastly, um, I'm going to go with, I can't wait for the 2024 NBA playoffs. I think the 76ers are going to win the championship. Did you just give us your fourth and fifth, even though we only needed your fourth? Oh, my bad. (laughs) All right. You can can put them both. I don't think anybody's going to pick my last one. (laughs) You can put them both in. It's been revealed. (laughs) Uh, You're going to slide because your mom's cancer treatment is, is next week and uh so we're not gonna get on you but come on now you've done pcp for how long i don't know i just spaced out (laughs) all right uh my next pick is uh i'll go comic book related again Uh, i'm gonna go cobra commander the uh ongoing story that's based in the energon universe the energon universe is transformers times gi joe they're all they're both in one shared universe now um 
and it's being written by um, uh, Robert Kirkman. Kirkman is the creator of The Walking Dead. He's the creator of Invincible, and he's the new head of Image. Um, and he's injected new life into Transformers and GI Joe, which are you know, if you were a kid, <laughs> Transformers and GI Joes were the fucking shit. I so, watched one of those ones, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm pretty excited to see where he's going. Uh, the Void Rivals comic has been sick, and you know, just some of the changes he's added to it, and also. <laughs> the artist uh, is, I guess, hates Bumblebee, and maybe because of the movies or something like that. But uh, Bumblebee is not in it, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about a fucking car that can't talk. <laughs> All right, it's your pick, Nick. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, another sports-related re- one, but we have a new college football playoff format: twelve teams. The analysts are gonna have to find something else to talk about. All right, nobody's gonna care 12 versus 13, right? Or like, hey, should this team get in? All the major teams are gonna get in. The news coverage is gonna celebrate it. They're not gonna care if it's like NC State against Cincinnati against Kentucky, whether they get in. So I'm just excited to see that. Uh, they'll probably still piss me off in some way, but at least we'll get a we at least get a bracketed format now. Can't wait. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be yeah. incredibly interesting to, to watch unfold. Um, the, the, speaking of college football, Reggie Bush tweeted about Nick Saban running away because of the NIL. And I, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much validity to that comment from Reggie Bush do you think there is? A million. Yes. I think it's 100% the reason why he's leaving. But who I okay so yes I agree with everybody, hundred percent. That's why Nick Saban is leaving because he's old as dirt and doesn't want to learn this new landscape, right? <laughs> this this new old, like yeah. NIL, right? Where you recruit guys, you have a great class, and then they leave the next year because NC State has an opening at quarterback, and and that your backup quarterback, your backup five star, got offered money to go play there, right? Yeah. But also. This isn't Jimbo Fisher. Nick Saban can do anything and say anything and do whatever he wants now. <laughs> Who cares if he's running away? He's running away with seven national championships under his belt. <laughs> if he says, hey, I don't want to do and, – and you even saw it at the beginning of the year when he when he talked about Jimbo Fisher and how Texas A&M can just buy players, he's frustrated with this NIL stuff. So he's running away, and you know what he's running away with? Seven national championships. Who cares <laughs> if he leaves? I do. I, I so I 100% think Reggie Bush's comment was valid. Like 100%. That's a, that yeah. the freight the framing of the retirement makes a ton of sense. I also 100% believe this man is 72 years old and has coached college football for the last 25 years. And I, I think my man's like I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and retire to my wraparound porch and all my car dealerships and just call it, bro. Like, but uh, imagine like uh, imagine the landscape that you're being faced as a college football coach. It always used to be in in college football. If you were a good recruiter, you could be not as good of a coach. Urban now Meyer. you have to be now you have to be three thing four things at once. You you have to. Recruit players, so you have to have great classes. You have to pay players, 
so you can have good NIL classes, so you can have good transfers. You have to coddle players so they don't leave. And you also have to put a quality product on the field, not knowing who's going to be there next year. So how do you even recruit, right? If I recruit four five-star wide receivers and then four of them leave in the transfer portal because they won't get quote-unquote playing time because their little feelings get hurt because I had four five-star wide receivers in front of them who are <laughs> national players of the year, I can't help that. You know what I mean? So I don't blame Nick. I think Reggie Bush is completely right. I don't blame Nick Saban for saying, screw this, man. Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go sit on my lake house and I'm going to go enjoy the next, you know, whatever whatever life has has in store for me over the next however many years I'm still left on this planet. And if you go uh, to my trophy room, you can see my seven national championships. And I, I think that's the big point is, you know, back in the day before all the NIL stuff, Nick Saban would walk into your house, kiss your mom on the cheek, shake your father's hand, sit down on the recliner and show you all the rings. Now that means jack shit because you can't have your third string guy be a five-star guy because he's going to get paid to go elsewhere. So again, Saban, Saban doesn't want to be a part of that. What was it? 164 100, or 166 division one, uh, division one FBS college football programs. 138 quarterbacks entered the transfer portal. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, I, we were, we were talking about it in the text chat for a minute. It was like, we we were seeing outrageous numbers of transfers. I don't I don't even think I saw like the final number, but I think it got close to ten thousand kids. Thou, entered, yeah, thousands and thousands entered the transfer portal. I was just like, bro, could you could you imagine? You have to hit the recruiting class from the high schoolers that are coming, and then you have to hit the transfer recruiting class on top of that. I I honestly like it, it's a lot of work. I will say that I'm ecstatic Nick Saban retired because it seems like a lot of the kids are leaving Alabama to go to Texas. Yeah. And it, and it's starting to, it's like, Hey, I would have rather played for Texas, but y'all sucked. <laughs> right. I'll be, I'll be the first one to tell you we sucked. We couldn't tackle for like a three year window, dude. So, um, it is, it's very interesting college football has and it's not even interesting for the product on the field it's interesting for how everything's evolving around it and you know to couple on that college football playoff format and then i'll let nevada go um you know the college football game is supposed to drop this year remember ncaa fucking yeah yeah whatever they call it now and if you've been listening to the developers nil will have a significant impact they have made sure that NIL has a significant impact on the game. Oh, like so in, you too. in the game, in the game. Yeah. So like you, you can oh, have, yeah. So if you, wow. there's, there's going to be some sort of NIL transfer portal system. So you oh. too can feel the pains of a college football coach. <laughs> so you can understand why Nick Saban retired. All right. All right. You can understand why <laughs> people are still going to play NCAA football 14. <laughs> All right. Let's get Nevada, let's get you next to. Or go you throw out t- 10 G's and the Mickey D's, and any one of us are going. <laughs> um, I, I'll do whatever you uh, want, mister. <laughs> I just uh, wanted McDonald's. I'll play for it anyway. Yeah. Uh, my next pick is going to be the 2024 NBA playoffs. 
<laughs> um, I'll piggyback off the Nick Saban stuff. I am excited to see what the downfall of the evil empires in football looks like. Belichick gone in New England and Saban gone in Alabama. I'm just ready to see the chaos of, of what happens with those two behemoths. Pete Carroll in Seattle. Um, Michael yeah, not same same level. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Bama got their replacement, right? The Washington coach. Yeah, DeBoer. Yeah. Bum. And then, uh, my and then Washington pick, took Arizona's coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final pick, you know, <laughs> I'm a, a glutton for punishment, apparently. Opening day, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, how, excited, can you, baby. how can you be excited? I just doesn't don't matter, understand. baby. Because opening day is is what the season is about. Opening day, and then here here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be invested in baseball again this year, and nobody's gonna be watching. Because the two of you were upset. You don't even watch baseball anymore. I'll see you back in September. Nick now watches baseball how I used to watch. Opening day, baby. <laughs> we're not losing 100 games. Fangraphs even said so. <laughs> Fangraphs. Let's not oh. mention the article said we shouldn't expect to even be average at baseball this year. <laughs> Damn. That's dark. <laughs> uh, all right, so I I, I was going to go. I, I hope I'm not stealing anybody's anybody's list right here. I was going to go the Civil War movie, the A24 Civil War movie, but I'm, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to say this is something we haven't seen in a while and kind of something unprecedented in world geopolitics. Indonesia's – okay, first of all, I'm going to ask you guys a question. What is the current capital city of Indonesia? Indonesia City. No. Oh. Of Indonesia? Indonesia. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would, uh, let's see. Indonesia. So I'm going to go with uh, Manila. It, that would be the capital of the Philippines. Indonesia is Jakarta. Jakarta and, and Indo oh, Jakarta is an that. island. Right? The city is not an island, but the islands are sinking into the ocean. The island of Jakarta <laughs> is sinking into the ocean. Nerds. So Indonesia... So Indonesia, over the past couple of years, has been building a new capital city. That's cool. That's yeah. sick. Where's what is it called? You broke up. It's it's on the jungle island of Borneo. Okay. It's called Nusantara, and what? it started in 2019. But the official switch will happen this year, 2024. This sounds like a comic book. They've switched like, to an so Borneo is very mountainous, so it shouldn't sink into the sea. Well, once to start adding all those people, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's the most, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jakarta is probably the most populated city in the world, right? Uh, it's got to be up there with like the Chinese cities and Japan. Jakarta's massive, isn't it? Oh, just, it? There's a Google button right here. I, yeah, I was like, you're the executive producer, my guy. Jakarta. <laughs> Putting Nevada to work. Why isn't he researching anything? Uh, I don't know. 10.56 million. That can't be that big. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The metro population is 33.9 million. <clears throat> which stacks up with Tokyo. Let me see Tokyo. Which is six in Indonesia. That's six in Indonesia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
33.9 million is sixth in Indonesia. Yeah. According to according to Wikipedia. That's not you weren't even top five in that country. Nah, man. Nah. I think, I think yeah. something's wrong. Are you looking at the metro area population? <laughs> Tokyo. Tokyo. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Tokyo is Tokyo's number got- one. I know I know Tokyo is number one because we had this exact same discussion last March. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. We when went, guys, damn, this place is big. When you guys didn't believe me that it was number one. <laughs> we looked it up. million residents. In Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that conversation. Having that conversation in Tokyo is amazing. Though. That's crazy. The Tokyo metropolitan area is second behind New York City. And this is based off of 2023 gross metropolitan uh, product estimated. Let me go look this up real quick. You know, uh, the, the the crazy thing about that, what I just said, though, is they are just moving the capital of Indonesia. They're not moving the people. <laughs> what, what? So Jakarta, I, so they're going to sink. We're going to so, lose 33.9. So, so they're just moving. They're just moving the provincial capital of Indonesia to this new city and government buildings and government officials. I'm sure. I don't think there's a plan in place or I haven't seen one. For them to move those, what is it? To move those 33 million people off Jakarta. Just play them off. Just They're just going to let them sink. And just, they're going to let 33 million sink and start over? That's yeah, so they probably wild. have like a million government officials. So, you know, high 30s or low 30s. <laughs> low, low 30s, low 30s. That's crazy. Uh, so my last pick is going to be the video game Star Wars Outlaws. Um you get to play as an outlaw in Star Wars, and it's open world. I mean, go look it up. I don't know a ton of the details, but it's Star Wars. And it what else do you need to know? Shut up. Inside. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. It's open world Star Wars. Shut up. It's sharks with laser beams on their heads. You like fucking Han Solo? Shut your mouth, you greedy pig. <laughs> and Eric already gave us his last one, which yeah. is... I'd like and to then... pick uh, Philadelphia 76 is winning the championship for Eric. <laughs> Eric was like, I'm going to give you three, four, and five right now. I need them. Uh, any honorable men in, en- any honorable mentions, boys? I already mentioned mine, but the Civil War movie uh, by A24. It's so made up, though. It's Texas and California, really, guys. Come on now. I, I don't have high hopes, but I am looking forward to the sequels for Beetlejuice and Gladiator. <laughs> Eric uh... is so mad about Gladiator <laughs> No. <laughs> Why? I I agree on both fronts for both of those. And movies. then they had to bring Denzel in to just water down his fucking filmography, bro. Denzel's in Gladiator. Yeah, two. Gladiator yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Is he Jamon Hansu's uncle? No, Jamon <laughs> Hansu's in it. I don't know what role he plays, but um, Jamon Hansu's yeah, in, in everything. <laughs> I think that. No. Um, my Ooh. honorable mention is Go Go Loser Ranger. Uh, Go Go Lose Ranger is an anime that's going to be coming out this year, and uh, <laughs> it's the the villains of the Power Rangers infiltrate the Power Rangers to get their weapons, and so the villains are the hero of this series. So it should be fucking super sick. Look, I love the Power Rangers. I love giant robots fighting giant monsters. <laughs> if you're not on board with that, then I don't know if we could be friends. Uh, it's like a large part of my childhood. I love Godzilla. Uh, yeah, I love Gundam Wing. <laughs> like, 
So this is like right up my alley. And that's supposed to come out in uh, 2024. They don't have a, re- a release date, though. So, And then the second honorable mention is the Avatar The Last Airbender, the Netflix live mm-hmm. action show. Uh, that drops February 22nd. So we're right around the corner for that gracing our presence, and it looks fucking sick. Uh, but it could suck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, th- those are my honorable mentions. If we got nothing else, let's go ahead and get into the all pros uh, for the um, NFL. Uh, just quick breakdown of it all, and then we'll move on. So, uh, quarterback, you had Lamar and Dak. Running backs, you had CMC and Kyron Williams. Fullback, you had the two fullbacks that you guys know. Ricard and Juszczyk, right? So San Francisco and Baltimore. Tight are ends. There more, are there more fullbacks? I don't think there are. Adam Prentice for the Saints. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Asks a question and gets upset. He gets the answer. <laughs> uh, tight ends is George Kittle and Sam Laporta. Wide receivers, you have Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ra. And then you have A.J. Brown, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, and Mike Evans. So uh, I'm going first team, then second team, in case I, in case I didn't say that before, because I did not. Uh, and then left tackle, you have Trent Williams. You have Tyron Smith. Guard, you have Tooney and Tyler Smith from Dallas. Center, you have Jason Kelsey and Frank Ragnow. Right guard, you have Zach Martin and Chris Lindstrom. Right tackle, you have Panay Sewell and Lane Johnson. On defense, you have Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Michael Parsons, Max Crosby. Uh, then you have... Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Justin Matabuke, and Dexter Lawrence. For linebackers, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, Quincy Williams. Then you have Demario Davis, Bobby Wagner, and Patrick Queen. Uh, for corners, you have Deron Bland, Sauce Gardner. You have Jalen Johnson and Chavarius Ward. Uh, for slot, you have uh, Trent McDuffie and Teron Johnson. Safeties is Kyle Ham- Hamilton, Antoine Woodfield Jr., Jesse Bates III, and Justin Simmons. Um, I was going to skip this, but <laughs> kickers, you have Brandon Aubrey and Jake Elliott. Punter, you have A.J. Cole and, and Brian Anger. Uh, returner, you have Keyshawn Nixon and Marvin Mims for kicks. And then punt returners, you have Rashid Shahid and Darius Davis. And special teamer, you have Miles Killebrew and Jalen Reeves. Uh, long snapper, Eric, can you give us those? Because I – Ross Mast Mastasic and uh, Andrew De Paola. All right, all right. So let's let, let's play a fun game here. You just you just heard the the first and second games, and, and they're pretty they're pretty famous players. But I'll give you the the teams who don't have. There's seven teams who don't have a selection on this list. Give me one player from that team who should have made the All Pro. All right. Ready? Are you going to give us the team first? I'll, I'll start with the AFC. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon. That's a great choice. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Hendrickson. Okay. Yep. Okay. Nevada's in agreement. Houston Texans. All pro. Derek Stingley Jr. I got nothing, dude. Okay. Eric says Eric says zero was the right number. Yeah. I, I don't okay. know if Stroud makes it, but he's, you, I think he's the closest one. 
Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, DeForest Buckner. No. Oh, okay. Quentin Johnston. Quentin Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That'd be impressive Quinn. if Quentin Johnson. He plays left tackle though, right? Nelson or left guard? No, left guard. guard. He's guard. Left guard. New England Patriots. Joe Thune though. Uh, nobody. No Zeke. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I'll I'll do Nick's talks out of my ass uh, live. I said seven teams or eight teams. New England Patriots. Uh yeah. Nobody on the Patriots. Okay. Nobody gets it. Tennessee Titans. <sighs> no. I don't think anyone. What's what's the D tackle Simmons? Isaiah is it Isaiah's? No, Isaiah Simmons is a Je- linebacker. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, he would be who I'd pick, but I don't think anyone should make it. No, Derrick Henry. No, Derrick Henry. Love. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Uh, All right. Uh, now switching to the NFC, Arizona Cardinals. No. No love. No. Okay. J- James Connors fantasy playoff run. <laughs> uh, Washington Commanders. Uh, as long as he's playing the Eagles, scary to Terry. <laughs> but no, scary. other than that, no, I don't think so because they traded away anybody that should have made it. Yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> I you probably could have argued for one of the edge rushers, maybe maybe Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle, but no, I don't think anyone should. And have made finally, it. the eighth and final team, finally, the Carolina Panthers. Price Young. Adam Thielen was the largest All Pro snub in history. I'm not serious. Uh, <laughs> he have like two touchdowns this year. What's that secondary either. player you guys have? Jeremy Chin. <laughs> Jeremy did, but he got yeah, hurt. He didn't anymore. play. No. Damn. No. Nobody. Eric has been asking for the Eagles to trade for him all year. And couldn't remember his name. Eric, Reddick Eric, worked out so well. You dude. can't trade for him. You can't trade for him. Wait until his rookie contract is up, and we release him. Then you can. <laughs> buy, then you don't even have to give up picks for him. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, we're running a little long, boys. Let's go ahead and get into the NFL Futures Review. Eric, you want to take it away? Yeah. So, going to share this here with you guys. Pretty rough year, man. Pretty rough year. <laughs> Look at all that red. Look at all this red, dude. <laughs> uh, now, these aren't the final scores because some picks, uh, as far as Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, that I, I can't – there's players that we know aren't going to win it, so I already I already marked those as losses. But the ones that are still questionable, I left them open, so there's still some room for adjustment here. But uh, Jermaine finished 86 and 115, 115 losses for his NFL futures. Uh, uh, I would like the record to show that I took 201 bets. You took the most bets out of like, all of us yeah. by yeah by far. Everyone was pussyfooting around. Nevada, get your weight up, dog. You don't even you don't even have as many bets as I have losses. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but all right. Uh, and then Nick finished 84 and 88 on the season. The winner. The winner. Yeah. Put some respect on it. Yep. Uh, I finished 63 and 86. Um, and Nevada finished 63 and 67. Yeah, I uh, had more wins than you, Nick. <laughs> doesn't Just matter. Saying. Just saying. Wow. We'll get the percentages once. I'll get the percentages for us once all the picks are in. Uh, but we can go here. Uh, by division. So for the first division, uh, the NFC West, uh, Jermaine went 13 and five, Nick went 11 and seven. I went 10 and seven and Nevada went 12 and four. So Nevada took that division. Um, any, anything from the, this division that you guys surprised you guys? Can you zoom in? Um, sorry. 
Damien cut you off, but uh, just do two columns and then you can scroll as you as you go through. Thanks, bro. Uh, what surprised me from this division? The Los Angeles Rams making the playoffs. That's what surprised me from this division. Uh, what surprised me from this division was yeah, none of us had them making the playoffs or they're over. Uh, was Van Jefferson not hitting over four and a half touchdowns because he got traded to Atlanta? Fucking piece of shit, dude. Fucking, I mean, uh, honestly. Something we all hit on in this division, uh, obviously we all took CMC overs. Everybody hit on that. Um, Nick did take the Cam Akers overs. That was a disaster. Uh, A lot of us took Cooper Cup overs. You know, injury, Puka stepped up, so that killed some people. Moving on to the AFC West. Uh, For the AFC West, Jermaine went 5-19. and Yikes. Uh, Nick went 6-16. and I went 7-11, and and Nevada went 5-11. 13 for this one. Uh, for this division, we had the Kansas City Chiefs win, um, and nobody else made the playoffs in this division. Were there any surprises for you guys? Nevada is a resident AFC West expert. Oh, it, sorry. Was there ahead. a question, or were you just putting me on the spot there? <laughs> uh, just putting you on the spot there, yeah. Oh, okay. That was, a, um, that was an ellipsis at the end. Sorry. Nevada is the yeah. resident AFC expert. Your thoughts? <laughs> I, it's hard for me to go back and at the beginning of the season and say there's surprises, but I wasn't high on Eckler. I don't know if I even, I don't think I took his over on yards. I don't even know if I put. No, you didn't touch Eckler. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. Um. No, nothing, nothing crazy surprising. I mean, Jermaine, you and I just thought this was going to be a different year than it was. Look, this division had promise. Uh, first of all, I did not see this division ending with the Los Angeles Chargers as the worst fucking football team. Their quarterback's uh, question to win close games, his ability to win close games now being questioned. I didn't see $225 million man Russell Wilson getting benched with two games left in the season and is now <laughs> – uh, is now tied to the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't see the complete fall and off Pittsburgh of Devontae Steelers. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be tied to anyone who needs a goddamn quarterback. Wait <laughs> right. till the Atlanta news comes out, right? Uh, I didn't see uh, Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler forgetting to football. I didn't see Patrick Mahomes finally looking human because uh, Travis Kelsey fell off the fucking face of the earth because Thanks, his, his, his hands were palming small booty cheeks of Taylor Swift and he couldn't catch footballs anymore. Uh, yeah, this whole division was bonkers. Jerry Judy forgot to play football. Mike Williams out for the season. Oddly enough, we didn't take any Keenan Allen in here. And Keenan Allen was the dude who balled out. I don't think anybody took a Keenan Allen prop. Yeah. Why? We had Bosa props. We had Khalil Mack props. We had, like, we had. Somebody s- took a Quinton Johnston prop. That was Nevada. Somebody Hell took yeah. Nevada to Tim Patrick props. Isn't he retired? No, he tore his ACL. Oh, yeah. Again, the motherfucker. Yeah. I will say, I think every single, one of, every single one of us had the Chiefs winning the division. And I think that's about all we got right here. Uh, sorry, Eric. You did not have the Chiefs. <laughs> we didn't even have that. Let's go ahead and push it to the next <laughs> division. Magic, dude. I, don't, I don't even want to talk about this division next year. Uh, moving into the uh, – what was after the AFC uh, West here? It was the NFC North. 
We moved into the NEC North. Um, let's see here. Jermaine went 12 and – where did all my shit go? Jermaine sorry. went 12 and 19. It's just it's so zoomed in, bro, and I can't – hold on. Give me a second. Uh, oh, Eric sorry. went Eric went. You want, me to, you want me to share, and then you can just use your screen? Yeah, please, because it's hard for me to, like uh, – did you already say it, Nick? Uh, and Nevada went 10 and 8, and the, the, the absolute champion of this division, myself, went 19 and 2 <laughs> oh, with props. 19 and 2. You got the and division really, order really, right. Really, it's 19 0 and 2 because if Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt, these these both hit. The Jefferson, and, yeah, because you only yeah. missed on Je- uh, Jefferson's receiving yards and you missed on Kirk Cousins' touchdowns. I tell um, you what, guys, I'm all over that. I will pick one division a year. It's going to be wrong, but I will pick one division a year that I'm going to dub <coughs> my 2023 AFC North award. Yeah, next year you ain't gonna have one. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If I would have bet this, how would it would have just paid money? Yeah. So uh, Eric came in last seven eleven. Uh, Nevada came next ten and eight. Uh, I had twelve and nineteen, and then Nick had nineteen and two. Uh, we go by wins here, not losses. <laughs> uh, any surprises for this division for you guys? Yeah, then all my bets hit. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. <laughs> um. Look, nobody saw this coming from the Green Bay Packers. I did. I was high on Jordan Love, but I wasn't Wait. this hot. What right. did you say? Look at the props. I wasn't this high on Jordan Love. Oh, really? You had. I was guess, this high you? on Jordan Love. He was. I mean, he took him over pass yards and over touchdowns. Well, that's because the number was low. He had no other Packers. 33. Uh, Didn't I guess need him. Is. Preston Smith. <laughs> Preston <laughs> Good offense, good defense. What else do you need? <laughs> this motherfucker, he's going to try to do it as hard. I'm not allowed. Defense making the playoffs, plus 180. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins would have ran this division if he didn't fucking sacrifice his, his <laughs> Achilles for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, yeah. I, there, there are surprises all across the board. Justin Jefferson, probably one of the biggest disappointments of fantasy this year. Uh, not that that's real-life football, but – uh, get into the next division here. Yeah, so the AFC North, uh, we had Jermaine go 11 and 18. Nick went 9 and 14. I went 5 and 15. And Nevada went 7 and 13. Um, Nick, Jermaine got the division winner right. Um, outside of that, we all missed. Uh, any surprises for you guys on this one? Now, I don't. You guys listened to the episode after it happened. I think we all did say that this division would be over 500. Did we not? We were high on this division, yeah. We said this would be the best division. I think football. we I think we originally, if I don't make if I'm not mistaken, this division and the um AFC West. The, AF, no, no, the one with the what am I trying to say here? Uh football Bills. Team. Bills, Patriots. So what is that? The AFC East. East. AFC East. There we go. Fuck, I don't know why I spaced out the AFC East, which because you know we didn't know Rogers was gonna tear his ACL or Achilles on the fourth play of the season. He did? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, but I think those are the two divisions that we thought were going to be the closest this year. God damn it. I haven't watched that episode. I haven't even finished the 2022 season. <laughs> oh my God, I hate you guys. I'm I can't wait to see Philly in the Super Bowl against uh, Mahomes. <laughs> it's going to be such a – I hope I hope it doesn't come down to one final call. <laughs> that's that's cold-blooded. After last night's game, y'all really going to bring that up? That's hurtful. Uh, this division – here, look, 
I had to sit there and listen to an idiot all year say the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't a good football team. <laughs> and despite them acquitting themselves quite nicely against uh, the Buffalo Bills and one of the best quarterbacks in football. But the crazy part about this division was Joe Burrow got hurt. T. Higgins got hurt. Um, you had um, Nick Chubb get hurt, Deshaun Watson. Both tackles for the Browns got hurt. The Pittsburgh Steelers went through four different quarterbacks. The Ravens lost J.K. Dobbins. The Ravens lost Keaton Mitchell. OBJ kept getting hurt. Mark Andrews got hurt. Um, Rashad Bateman got hurt. It's like no matter what, these teams were so well coached that they were going to go out there and put together a great fucking football game. And this season actually made me move away from saying Zach Taylor is not a good football coach. He was on the hot seat for the last two years, uh, despite going to the Super Bowl <laughs> before that. And now you're like, oh, shit, this dude can coach. And I don't know what we were seeing, but they lost Jesse Bates. They lost Von Bell. They lost a, a corner. They have cannot draft offensive linemen in Cincinnati to play good football. Um, and still somehow he had Jake Browning throwing three touchdown passes in a ball game. So this division was a lot of fun. I, I really like that. So let's go ahead and move into the next one here. Uh, so the next division, uh, tragic, and Nick actually picked this division perfectly, is the NFC East. Uh, Jermaine went 15-15. and 15. Nicholas went 13-6. and six. I went 15-12. and 12. And Nevada went 10-9 and nine in this division. Um, unfortunately, Nick, uh, Jermaine had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and I lied. I went 15-13. and 13. I forgot I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So I got to add that. Uh, but Nick, again, second division. You got it perfectly right. How are you doing it, man? Uh, all glory to God. Uh, <laughs> through him, all things are possible. I just want to say that right off the bat. Um, it's it's a mix of uh, not knowing what I'm talking about, but being confident enough to say it. Uh, and a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I just it, it 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 just you know, Eric, I gotta thank you for this. Listening to you bitch so much last year, <laughs> and the Eagles having a great record, I figured there's a regression to the mean. <laughs> And that if your bitching was even coming from a remotely accurate place, there was going to be a regression of the mean. And the Cowboys are always a great regular season team. We know yeah. this to be true. And this division cannot repeat winners. And <laughs> no. I said, I no. said, this is the year. This is the year it happens. And I looked fucking brilliant 11 <laughs> or 12 weeks into the goddamn football season. 10 and 1. 10 and 1. I looked fucking brilliant. And then – the defensive coordinator forgot that he had to keep doing his job. Uh, cornerbacks, linebackers, safeties forgot they had to tackle the ball carrier. Uh, defensive linemen couldn't plug holes and were constantly out of position on run plays. Like, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And now they're talking about firing a coach who went to the Super Bowl two years ago because apparently he can't coach despite winning 11 ball games. I, I guess winning eleven is not good. Nope. I guess I guess not, right? I guess you know it's Super Bowl or bust, and if you don't get to the Super Bowl, you're fired. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. But. Yeah, Philly fans have gone off. But remember, success Donovan, is Donovan McNabb got them to a Super Bowl, and then they called him the N word the next year. So 
This is just. I mean, but was he doing anything that made him deserve that treatment? Is what we got to ask. I'm just kidding, bro. God damn. <laughs> You know I don't mean that. I love that, bro. Uh, I I will say no unequivocally. <laughs> Question mark. Success has made Philly fans awful. It is it, it. They used to be not successful, right? And then they won a Super Bowl, and now Philly fans are toxic. It was like it's like Red Sox fans now. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's you exactly used, used like to that. Root, you used to root for Red Sox fans. <laughs> now you can't fucking stand them, bro. And it's what it's like. But the the success of Philly, wh- like where, where does this confidence come from? They they have had great records every uh, every year since like two thousand. We have we're the most dominant team in that division since two thousand. Since Jeffrey Lurie took over, he's put money and he's injected. You know, we're not going to turn this into an Eagles segment, but. We've definitely kicked everybody's ass in that division, except for the fact that the Giants somehow stumbled into two Super Bowls with Eli. But but the whole that, city is like that. Oh, it, it, I think it's, it's just the personality of the people there. It has to be. Yeah, and yeah, then they it, feed off their yeah. coach. And they, our coach is kind of a d bag. Like I love him. I don't want him to get fired. He's absolutely. But I'm going to say bag. he's a douchebag. Like We're I love all him. Douchebags though. So. Yeah, and I think he's the perfect coach for that city. I think they need to chill out for five minutes. They breathe. Everyone does need to take, take a, a step back for five sure, seconds. For sure. Um. I will say my biggest surprise about this division is that we were all above 500. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into that's, the next. That's fair. Yeah. Let's get into the next. Uh, Every on. single person pause like, oh, that is shocking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. move, moving into the AFC East. Uh, Jermaine went 13 and 13. Nick went 10 and 17. I went 9 and 16. And Nevada went 13 and 7. Um. This was this was because all over the place. What did you guys think of this division? Man, we got surprises or anything. We all got right. fucked by the Jets, man. I think you said it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I mean, I had Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. <laughs> so I would like to say though, I don't know if you still have the bold predictions for later, but I'm not saying I did, but I did. I called the hoodie. It was his last year. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Bill yeah, Belichick oh. last year. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I also said Jerry Jones is going to die, so holding out faith. But uh, wait. So we have until the start of the 2024 offseason. So right. you've got about you got yeah. a two month window, Eric. <laughs> so offseason starts a couple weeks after the Super Bowl, right? No, offseason starts March. I guess Third? technically yes. Couple a couple, weeks, a couple weeks is correct. Yeah, a couple yes. weeks after. Okay. Cool. Or or some would say a month. Right. <laughs> four weeks God. i don't ask a, too much a quartery of Harry weeks Jones. uh i will say that my biggest disappointment is dalvin cook overs <laughs> oh i only picked that motherfucker because he was on my fantasy team. i ended up trading him away for like a seventh round pick and there's only five rounds in our draft so it doesn't fucking matter but uh i do have a question for you guys if if aaron Rodgers doesn't go down from what we saw from that football team Oh, absolutely. They win the yes, division? They win that You guys division. all yes. agree with that? 100%. If Aaron Rodgers yeah. doesn't go down, Mac Jones overs hit. I agree. <laughs> I agree with what you just said, Eric. It, he fucked this whole division. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is – you can directly link Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tear to Bill Belichick getting fired, <laughs> to Mac Jones getting benched, 100%. to Matt Patricia being the DC for the Eagles. It's all there. There's a through line. I yep. promise you. To, yep. to the Dolphins that can't beat a 
team above 500. It's all that's not true. The Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys can't beat a team above 500. <laughs> Were the Cowboys really at above 500? So teams? here's the funny part is like the Dolphins only being able to beat the Cowboys makes so much sense right now. <laughs> like once you've seen the playoffs play out, the super wild card weekend, that's it makes a ton of sense right now. So <laughs> let's go ahead and speed this up. Let's get into the AFC South here. Yeah. So for the AFC South, Jermaine went five and thirteen. Nick went four and fifteen. I went four and eleven. Nevada went six and thirteen. Clearly, this is a division nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen in. Two, um, two words: Houston Texans. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw an epic collapse from Dougie P and the Jags. Um, outside of those two things, we should have seen it. we should have seen it coming. But outside of those two things, any surprises for you guys here? Any impressive young players that got injured early that might change the franchise when they come back? Stroud. If only only the Panthers had a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, but um, we never had a chance yeah, to I mean, draft him. I know that's he terrible. Was, he, he wasn't available when we were picking. <laughs> that's terrible. Terrible. He should have declared for the draft before you guys had the pick. <laughs> you should have. But yeah, <laughs> CJ Stroud going off. Um, he wasn't quite <laughs> in the peak category, but he was on his way. Um, and he had the highest highest um, passing yards per game in the entire league. I mean, he's going to have a sophomore regression, so whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that has to mean Bryce is going to have a sophomore. Eric, can you look up the general manager for <laughs> it nope. absolutely has to mean that. Nope. <laughs> Nevada. General manager for who? For the Houston Texans. The big brain move of, Nick Casario. of drafting CJ Stroud. Holy shit. Nick Casario still from the is still there from the Manfred Mafia? Yeah. The general manager of the Houston wow. Texans. This was uh, I thought he was out the door with Bill O'Brien. He was he's ranked as a tier three um GM in this uh article by TexansDaily.com. I thought he was yeah. hired like two years ago. <laughs> Damn, Texans Daily.com can't even rank their own. I, I think he was with the franchise though, Nevada. Yeah, they bodied their they bodied their this own. This one came over from New England like he two did, or three yeah. years ago. No, he came when Bill O'Brien was still there. Unless I'm thinking of a different New England guy, but I will I will I will check. Well he stitched together a fucking So the big the big yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, Eric. But the big brain move of Drafting C.J. Stroud and then trading back to the number three pick with Arizona to get Will Anderson Jr. to bookend each side of the football and catapult this team into the divisional round uh, cannot be – that's executive of the year type performance right there. But, sorry, what were you saying, Eric? No, I was just going to say, like, that's that's an impressive – everything he did in the offseason was impressive. And then Tamiko Ryans has to be get – I think some some very like consider like big consideration for coach of the year just considering overcoming injuries and they had the youngest team in the league they had hello rookies and they still managed to win their division granted it's the shit division in the NFL it's like the worst division but he still won that division with what 11 games I think the Titan the te- uh, Texans No nah, they were 10 10 10 okay well still they won the division and they're in the divisional round against Baltimore and they could easily upset Baltimore and be in the AFC championship game so Big stuff coming out of Houston. I hope a lot of good things are coming in the future. It's the one Texas team outside of the Longhorns that I can support. Uh, then moving into the division podcast here, the NFC South. Uh, Jermaine went twelve and thirteen. Nick went twelve and eleven. I went six and three. And Nevada did not get any picks in for the NFC South. 
So I didn't I didn't add those up for you. <laughs> just phoned it in. You know what? <laughs> just... Didn't lose, didn't make my record any worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, hey, look, Nick, you can go 500 in the NFC South. Mm. I know. It's amazing. You only need 23 games to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone had the New Orleans Saints winning the division. Um, no, I mean, we all had Tampa Bay finishing last. Uh, the fact that Chris Olave finished at five touchdowns, Adam Thielen finished at four touchdowns, um, <laughs> four and a half. I can't get four and a half. I can't get five touchdowns out of Adam Thielen. Uh, the the one guy we could throw the ball to. The fact that Tyler Algier had 1,036 rushing yards in 2022, but B. John Robinson can't eclipse 1,100 and a half rushing yards in 2023, despite the Atlanta Falcons only rushing the football is fucking bonkers. Uh, I want to say for for you for you and I, Jermaine, let's not let the second half of the season from Justin Fields dictate anything we do next year for futures for the NFC North. Because we were all – both of us were so – mainly you. You got me on the train, bro. You got me on the train. <laughs> yeah, that's your Fields. fault. You listened to I me. I bought the hype. You bought the hype. I dude. bought the hype. And I, then for the first six games of the year, I wanted to strangle you because he fucking ass water. And then he finally – you know, he finally kicked it in. But don't fall for that trap again, dude. Eberflus. Notice. Notice, no Justin Fields props. 19. <laughs> Eberflus did the same thing last year. He tried to make Justin Fields a pocket quarterback to start the year, failed miserably, changed it. Chicago Bears going to run. He did the same fucking thing this year, and they kept the head coach. Well, hopefully, he just- and they're going to draft Caleb Williams. If you're going to draft a new quarterback, get a new fucking head coach. Ah. Just don't use the guy who couldn't develop the other quarterback. He already couldn't develop a top 15 quarterback. That's true. Nick, who would you rather have, Bryce Young or Justin Fields? That's a great question. Uh, don't we have another segment to move on to? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Justin Fields. The answer is I. Adam Thielen can throw a football, can he? <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Let's go. Uh let's get into the um head to head and then we'll we'll do a quick recap of the playoff games, although we kind of touched on some of them. And then we'll get into the uh to the four games on the weekend. Head to head last week. <clears throat> yes, sir. Let's go ahead and get this pulled up here for you guys. You guys seeing that? <laughs> Why'd you say that? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you guys. You guys seeing that, brother? <laughs> you guys seeing that? <laughs> uh, so Jermaine went one and two, putting him at one and five on the season, plus 178 units. Let's go! Nick went one and two, putting him at two and four on the season, plus 12.4 units, hitting on two big parlays in back to back weeks. Uh, I went one and two, putting me at one and five on the season, plus three point six six units. And Nevada went one and two. Um, he hit on a anytime goal score bet with Connor McDavid, putting him at two and four, down two point zero five units. You have more wins than me, and less units. You suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty impressive. I really, you should be thanking me for my service because it's hard to do that. <laughs> 
I'm, uh, I'm I'm building up my early season unit stash so I can uh, be Blow negative up. negative 100 units by season's end. <laughs> How mad were you when Detroit didn't cover that spread, Nick? Considering everything uh, else that well, had to hit. Um, uh, not really. Because that would have been your biggest win to, to date. I mean, not really. I don't gamble with the expectation of winning, so. <laughs> <laughs> Winning, that's for yeah. the hope yeah, of winning. 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 Of winning, that's for the 1%. <laughs> winning is for suckers. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> uh, so right now, Nick and Nevada, it's early, ladies and gentlemen. Nick and Nevada are tied for most wins, and Nick has the most units, uh, followed by Eric, myself, and then Nevada. On just yeah, let's, let's clarify this. That we're six picks in, and we're tied with the lead at two. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's it's money picks, okay? <laughs> Nevada, aren't you a baseball fan? That's Hall of Fame numbers. Well, I wish I could be two uh-huh. for six. Two for six with 12 home runs? That's <laughs> 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 crazy. <laughs> the math can't do that. <laughs> the math ain't bro. Oh, he probably could do it on the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, come <laughs> I just wanted to see his reaction. Nah, they, nah, they defer my paycheck right now for 27 years. <laughs> bonkers, 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 bonkers. So um, I did want to talk about something, uh, you know, that has, it's not not related, but it's sort of not relevant Damn. to what we're talking about right now. Why are you but, getting uh, serious? No, it's football related. <laughs> my eye is watering, and I don't know why. But uh, the commanders – the new owner for the commanders fired the GM, fired the coach, and he decided, I'm going to go hire successful executives to help me find my next executive and coach. Did you hear about this move by the commanders? It's shocking because you're in D.C. The commander's owner went out and hired former Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman Huge fan of his. He was a fantastic GM. Uh, he's the guy you saw celebrating when just when they got Justin Jefferson. Uh, and he, they went out and got him, and they got former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Myers. Oh, I did hear this. Yeah, to to help about with the executive search, and they actually settled on the San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager to come in and be their new general. And they're still in the middle of their uh, head coaching search, but they have got are on the record of saying, and everyone fucking wants this when they hire a coach. So it's not like they're fucking breaking the breaking the mold or something. But they're like, we want to find our Bill Belichick, our Mike Tomlin, right? A guy who can come in and coach fifteen years, create stability, you know, make make this a, a organization that you want to come to. And I'm like, holy shit. We're like a, a year removed from arguably one of the worst owners of all time, although the New York Knicks, James Dolan, is uh, trying to compete with that. If you've heard the recent news on that, I'm not going to mention a year ago and look that up. Jesus fucking Christ, that's dark. Um, they're trying to get – they're trying to actually build a legitimate franchise, and I'm fucking blown away by that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought it was a great strategy. I just wanted to spotlight it because – you know, the commanders haven't done anything right in a very long time. Heard it here first. Manders for the Super Bowl next year. Jermaine called it. <laughs> that's, that's, 
I mean, if you if you want to put that on me, go ahead. But. That's I, again, that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. I'm glad they got a new owner. Use some of those billions and billions of dollars you you got to oh, that's fix FedEx Field. It's the, the worst. Field. The, the stadium leads the league in career-ending ACL injuries. That should be number. You should go executive search. The next closest alligator to the boat should be FedEx Field destruction. FedEx Field can be found on the all-time sacks leader list. Yeah. <laughs> they get their quarterbacks as well as other teams. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's real dark. All right, that, I just want to spotlight that. Let's go ahead and get into our wild card review. So, typically how we do this is you give us your uh, biggest uh, surprise and disappointment. Or just give us your two takeaways. They can be both positive. They can be both negative, however you want to do it. We'll start with you, Nevada. Welcome to the show. Uh, I think the biggest disappointment has definitely got to be the Eagles. Sorry, Eric, but um, to come out as flat and as terrible as they looked against the Baker Mayfield Bucks, um, I think I only watched the first quarter and that was enough for me. It was just an ugly game. Um, and then I, I'll keep writing. I'll go with uh, two. So C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, both their first games in the playoffs, both had almost exactly identical stat lines and had perfect QBR ratings, um, obviously leading both their teams to victory. So very impressive showing from the essentially playoff rookies. Damn, that's a good pick. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Eric, go ahead and give us yours. Nick, um, you, you, if you want some overlap, you can because I know you might want. No, nah, fuck that. Eagles. I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, I still love them. Die hard, bleed green. I'll be there next year, screaming and crying. But just right now, I need time away. We're on time out. We were on a break. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm gonna say uh, biggest disappointment of the year uh, of the first round um, was I'm gonna say the Rams. All right, they were so close. And when, and when Matthew Stafford hit that rib or shoulder, I can't even remember what injury it was, but we saw him clutching. You guys were talking about it in the group chat. I thought he was going to come out and do something magical. I wanted to see him beat Detroit. I, happy for Detroit that they got their first playoff win in 32 years, but um, I was really sad that Matthew Stafford didn't get to go back in there. And that's just a personal thing for me. I just wanted to see him be able to do that. Um, I like Also, I, I agree with what you're saying after I saw the Detroit Lions boo him. Yeah, that's also tragic. What? And everybody says Philly fans are bad. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Come on now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I guess the biggest takeaway is the future of quarterback or, or the, the Green Bay Packers. They Whatever recipe they have for scouting QBs and then whatever the recipe is for them sitting two, three years and then getting ready to go, They should. everybody should just do that because first-year first year starter comes in and has one of the best you know performances of uh, the playoff weekend. I think the only people that performed better than him were fucking Baker Mayfield and uh, and uh, CJ Stroud, right? Those are those are the three best performances of this weekend. You guys would say for a quarterback play, yeah, for a you got to put Josh mm -hmm. Allen in there and Josh Allen. No disrespect, yeah. Josh yeah. Allen went ballistic. Yeah. Also, I I heard Josh Allen sucks, so <laughs> he's not great. That was me. Remember, I was out on Josh Allen the Bills yeah. this year, and I looked good. Until about week 11, <laughs> and then the Eagles and Bills fucking flipped on me, dog. <laughs> fucking dickheads. Uh, Nick, go ahead and give us your, your two takeaways. Uh, I, so you guys have already mentioned both of them. 
Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't care that it's the Bucks. I'm so glad to see Baker Mayfield enjoying football again. Like the pressure has been lifted off him. He threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns. Should have had four. Should have had more yards. Jermaine, you were talking about this this week in the group chat. The rules for drops had been changed. The Bucks were officially credited with four drops on the night. That's it felt long. like seven. There was yeah. right? one drop. <laughs> I mean, like, like it was it it was Baker Mayfield was playing out of his mind, and it, it, it's just really good to see him performing again on a big stage that he's never really had the opportunity to do when he was in Cleveland or, or anywhere else. And we forget that this, I saw a meme today and it, it really hurt. But last year, Carolina yep. lined mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield up mm-hmm. in a, in a three technique on their scout team defense. So you really got to love that story. And then Jermaine, you touched on it and, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, my, my bad, my, my bad of the week is fans, Right. You talked about it, Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions. This man gave everything he had for your city for 12 years, and you boo him, right? You welcome that man in with open arms. like. And if he beats you, he beats you, right? You saw Matt Stafford say in an interview after the game, they asked him if he's happy for Detroit. He said, I'm happy for the players. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure happy for the players, right? Made very clear not to mention the city. Philly fans, right? Talking about firing Nick Sirianni, dumping buckets of popcorn on their players, right? Not a good look. And I'm going to throw an inspe- a special one in there. Chicago Bulls fans, right? I have to mention this oh, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, Ch- yeah. Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, Chicago Bulls, and Jermaine, if, if I get anything wrong about this, please correct me. Chicago Bulls uh, were honoring their, their late GM, um, Jerry Krause, by presenting his widow uh, with uh, – raising his it's the ring of honor they right they, oh, right they finally established a ring of honor right so so he was so so his widow was there to accept it jerry Krause, if, if you guys don't know two-time executive of the year bought, brought the chicago bulls six championships as their gm the only championship <laughs> the only six championships. the only championships and it was in what jermaine it was in what a 10-year period maybe it was eight years <laughs> yeah six championships in eight years six um, championships in eight years the Chicago Bulls fans booed the ceremony, making Jerry Krause's widow cry. So it's a bad week. It's a bad look for, for sports fans all around. Oh, oh, actually, I will throw another one in there, too. I don't know if you guys saw this play, but Pittsburgh Steelers driving in the third quarter, going into the end zone, uh, Whoever the far side wide receiver, if you're looking at your screen, the guy closest to you got pelted with snowballs as he went to catch a ball in the end zone. I didn't see that. In, while oh. the play was live? Mm-hmm. And they didn't Buff- throw a flag? Nope, no flag. Ball was intercepted. It was a bad throw, right? But guy goes up to try to like disrupt the play, gets hit with three snowballs by Buffalo Bills fans. I was just about to say, Nick, we got to give a little bit of love because those guys went out in that cold to shovel snow, but that just kills it. <laughs> oh, also, it, right? also bad for the Buffalo Bills. They made all this press, all this media about um, shoveling the stadium. Do you know what parts of the stadium got shoveled in the Buffalo? Press. The the box seats. 
the the box seats were the only ones that got shoveled. So regular people going to their seats had to trudge through all that snow because yeah, it didn't get yeah. shoveled. Well, I, they said that apparently when the game was going on that it was basically open seating. Yeah. Wherever right. you can find a spot, well, not seating, but wherever you can find a spot, <laughs> stand there, and that's your seat. Right? Yeah, everyone was standing the whole game. Yeah, but there was not like, oh, your section 322 is like, <laughs> go in, find a spot, and just stand if, for three hours. Yeah, exactly. If you saw the seats – there was all this snow still where all the seats were. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bad, bad look well, all the way around. Well, also, <laughs> they made all this thing about Buffalo's getting the city of Buffalo out to help. Everybody's out there, and you saw one video clip played over and over again, didn't we? Of that fat guy sledding down the thing, and everybody's he had his shirt off. And everybody, oh, Buffalo fans are so crazy. They paid Buffalo Buffalo fans twenty dollars an hour to come shovel snow. I'm going to ask a group question here. If it's below freezing <laughs> with a blizzard going on, are you driving to a stadium and shoveling snow? No, not if I'm not getting free tickets. No, absolutely Season not. Tickets. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, not. I, I need free tickets. Bro. Right. $20 right. an hour. I'll get out of bed for now. I'm just kidding. So no. nobody showed up. Nobody showed up and they, and they shoveled the box seats only. Damn, I thought I guess I'm a sucker for the short media clip thing. Yeah. I thought people showed up and moved uh snow. Nope. Pussies. Yeah, so uh that yeah, Chicago. I was fucking livid when it happened. Uh I just don't understand how you can boo an executive that brought six titles to your, <laughs> to your team. No, no, no. Like boo you're literally booing his widow. His widow, yeah. His widow. Yeah, That's I, I so don't, much worse. If I don't, he was there, fuck it, it's him. I don't think the fans knew she was there, though. Really? So that's that was another issue. They should have announced because everyone, every Chicago Bulls person is like, well, yeah, they're gonna boo Jerry Krause. It's idiotic. It was 25 years ago. He brought you six rings. Jordan Pippen, Rodman aren't fucking saints in this situation. Phil Jackson isn't a fucking saint in this situation. Uh the Reinsdorfs aren't saints in this situation so why is jerry yeah fucking reinsdorf is hanging on michael's kicking because he's a young 45 50 year old man but old buddy is should about to crap his palate it's just crazy and to that point jermaine uh where was pippen and jordan at they sent these half-hearted fucking half Pippen did not pippen didn't send anything yeah rodman sent something and he just always looks confused and jordan did you feel at all like that was at all sincere yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was a sincere. Nah, that's just Jordan. I feel like in his head, he was like, I made the city. I don't care about a ring of honor. I'm like, All right, well, fuck you then, Jordan. No, Listen, that's not, that's not one, carries it. one championship, two championships, whatever, right? You bring a championship to my city, you're, 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 in, you're enshrined for, hey, keep it down. You're enshrined forever in my mind. I don't care what you did. You brought, I, 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 I simply cannot fathom six championships in eight years. I can't fathom it. Nevada and I, when we were kids growing up in Denver, we wore we we won uh, the the Broncos won back to back championships, and that was like the Abs won a championship in '95 and a championship in 2001, and we thought the Abs were the greatest team. We were like, this is the greatest team ever, right? <laughs> Pat Pat Bolin, I think, is going to have the next stadium named after him because of him winning back-to-back championships. Six championships in eight years. 
It's just it was disgusting, bro. Not and here's the thing: six and eight is cool. It's also two three beats. <laughs> like it's two three beats. That's in fucking sane. The team was so good it three peated twice. <laughs> like, so I don't know. So what why the booze then, Jermaine? It last didn't you see the last dance? Yeah, Michael Jordan painted Jerry Krause as a villain because the team thought he was purposely breaking up a dynasty, which he was, because he said he's he has a famous quote that gets manipulated all the time that organizations win championships. Right. And Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, the players felt like he was breaking it up intentionally because of his ego. Never mind that these grown men were absolutely disgusting human beings to this man that was signing and cutting their checks. Right. That was the one going in and negotiating with their agents to make sure that they were getting paid, giving them the opportunity to win three peats. And they refused to give that man any credit. It was and, just and assembling a roster around them for both those two three peats because they hogged a decent portion of the payroll. So he had to go out and he and his staff had to find the guys that fit with those guys every mm-hmm. single year because they demanded higher and higher amounts of the payroll. Exactly. Uh, Pippen was mad because Pippen signed an idiotic contract that locked him into low pay uh, and they wouldn't pay him more money because he signed the contract. <laughs> Uh, so it's just egos, man. It's egos. And what blows my mind is the fans. It's like, why are you picking a side? Like, why are you picking Jordan Pippen over Kraus? Like who fucking gives a fuck? It's the name on the front. Like Jordan hasn't played for us in 27 years. He hasn't, he hasn't suited up for us in 27 years. Scotty Pippen is left you guys and left you guys at the height of your dynasty to go play baseball. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand. And everyone gets so attached to individual players that they they lose. In 40 years, I'm not going to be cheering for Drew Brees anymore. Like, no disrespect. That's my fucking guy. You know who I'm going to be rocking? Unfortunately, because I made this choice. <laughs> and instead of choosing the fucking Patriots, I cho- chose the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm going to be it's fucking no. rocking the New Orleans Saints. Like that was blows my mind with sports fans. And that's what ends up making sports fans fucking crazy. Cause they get so they were emotional creatures that can think logically, but no one does that. Bro. Do, that, you, do you want to know what my sports fan thing is? When Steve Smith says a dumbass take on like NFL today, I'm like, it's Baltimore Ravens, Steve Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that's not my wide receiver. That's Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> nah, that's the Ravens. Yeah, that's funny as fuck. Steve Smith did he was he on the Super Bowl team for the Ravens? Uh, he did. He did not win, right? Uh, drafted. Draft, so. Yeah, I don't think he did because I don't think he no. got there until 2016. He, yeah, because he played with Cam the year right? after. Yeah, he played Steve, with Cam. So, so yeah, no chance. So we drafted. So what we the two years after we drafted Kelvin Benjamin. So yeah, I think 2016. God, Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin, what a Kelvin fucking... Benjamin. Jesus Christ. The Eddie Lacy of wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the tackle who was playing wide receiver. The fucking, yeah, the Michael, the Michael Orr of wide receivers. <laughs> so my, uh, my two takeaways from this weekend are uh, division winners advancing. Oh, wait a minute. The Dallas fucking Cowboys were down 41 to 16 at home 
versus the seven seed Green Bay Packers. That's fucking embarrassing across the board. And we knew this was going to happen when they hired Mike McCarthy. 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5, one playoff win. And now Dallas is in absolute shambles. And they're, Dak Prescott is, even fans are ready to get rid of Dak Prescott. They're done. So that's my takeaway for Dallas. It's, it's <laughs> how quickly they forget exactly who they hired and who their quarterback was, right? They let the illusion distract them and they got outside of themselves like they do every year and got fucking humbled. And Nick and I were all over that Green Bay Packers game. They were, they are who we thought they were. Exactly. A bunch of bully ass bitches. So shout out all the division winners, except the fucking Cowboys for getting the fucking job done. That's fucking hysterical. And then second takeaway, Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. He won to 11. He won 11 wins with the Cleveland Browns. They started four quarterbacks this year. Deshaun Watson, Joe Flacco, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. They lost their right and left tackles. Denzel Ward got hurt coming into this to playoff game. There's their star cornerback. Um, they're all pro running back. They're all pro running back, who I thought was the best running back in football. <laughs> Fucking didn't need him. <laughs> what a bum. <laughs> and they fucking won 11 games in the hardest division. I, I just think we should give Kevin Stefanski some props. I know we lost the playoff game pretty handily, but it's hard to do when Joe Flacco scores 14 points for both teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco has always been great at sharing the love. And, and when he, when he gives, he, he gives in abundance. I, you know, I, I'll add a uh, a um, honorable mention here. It, this has just continued the season of snooze fest NFL football. Yes, like like don't like like don't let the pundits get you wrong. Talking about it's the NFL playoffs. Oh, what great magic! We had such every single game had a storyline. Every single game had a storyline. Cleveland playing Houston with the Deshaun Watson stuff. You had Tyreek Hills return to Kansas City. You had uh, Pittsburgh, the team that that couldn't make it against Josh Allen, who was the, the hot hand coming in. You had Green Bay playing Ma- Mike McCarthy, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff battle. You had Philly playing Tampa Bay. Like, can Baker Mayfield redeem it? Can Philly stop the slide? And we got largely, we got five snoozers of a football game. The only football game that I wa- I made it a point this weekend to try to watch every single minute of playoff football. I, the one game that I finished was the Rams Lions. So it was the only good one, and that one was. It's funny because the I I wasn't gonna bring this up because it feels petty as a Saints fan, but to see the Rams bitching about missed calls, <laughs> and then. Rams fans are bitching about missed calls and then being like, oh, the Saints are still upset about that missed call? (laughs) (laughs) What? Also, fucking miss me. Until the Miami Dolphins beat somebody, fucking miss me with any hype on the Miami Dolphins. I'm fucking over it. I don't care that you put 70 points up on a team that quit. I don't care. 
you guys scored seven points. Seven points against a team whose offense couldn't score. Like, fuck off with the Dolphins. I'm I'm out. Fuck the Dolphins. You're stupid. And I hope you fucking pay Tua, and then you you keep trying to sell Tua on us. And then when I come back and tell you Tua is Dak Prescott, just left-handed, let's fucking see something. I one 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 final rant. Then this is the last thing I have about the weekend. I am so come summer, you guys better drop your fucking bullshit. I'm talking America about <laughs> MLB umpires being bad at their job. <laughs> the average MLB umpire gets 95% of calls correct. We flame a guy named Angel Hernandez because he gets 92% of calls right. Don't be talking this bullshit about robot umpires in the MLB. We need fucking AI and robot officials in the NFL. They could not call a call right this weekend. I agree with all that, but we, we see VAR. <laughs> VAR gets it wrong. I, it's fixed. Because human. It's fixed. Make it's it fixed. all robots. It's fixed. But Including miss the players, me. Robot players. Miss me, robot players, yeah. <laughs> miss me when you say MLB officials are bad at their job because they miss five calls out of 100. I will say MLB officials are still bad, though. No. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> like... Just because NFL is awful doesn't mean MLB is absolved. Like, they're still bad. So, uh, that's all I'm saying. But I agree with the, the sentiment of the rat. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, divisional round, Eric. All right. So, let me get this. <laughs> Nevada, you go first. You guys got good eyes on this? Oh, uh, yes. That's good. All right, cool. Good. So, we're going to start with Saturday's games. The first game is going to be the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens, the Texans are the Ravens are nine point favorites. Uh, the over under is 43 and a half. Uh, if you're going Ravens money line, it's minus 410. If you're going Texans money line, it's plus 320. Uh, Nevada, what do you got on this one? Uh, I got Baltimore money line. I'm not going to take the money line. It's, there's nothing there for it. But um, I think I'll take the over. I think Baltimore's eager to get playing again. Lamar's obviously. Most likely the MVP of the league. Um, I think they're ready and raring to go. I think C.J. Stroud and the Texans can put up a little bit of a fight. Um, but I think Baltimore is just on another level right now. Um, or they could come out as a dud. But I, I think Baltimore is ready to go. So I would take the over. Um, the spread kind of scares me because I feel like Baltimore could really pour it on. But, again, Houston's been kind of stingy all year. So, I'll stay away from the spread. But I would take the over uh, 43 and a half. All right. Nick, what do you got for this game, brother? Yeah, I think I think what we saw last week, even with Joe Flacco gifting two pick sixes to Houston, that game is still a, what, a 31 to 14 game? If those don't happen, I think Houston has a great defense. They showed it last week, and they have a they they have a an offense that we Jermaine and I said it in the in the playoff episode last week. They don't make mistakes, right? And we saw it this week. They don't make mistakes. Unfortunately, you give them any other team, I think, and that's left in the playoffs. I put Houston up against any other team in the playoffs, not named the Baltimore Ravens. I think Baltimore does what Houston does with proven players, and they do it better. 
I took this line at Baltimore minus nine and a half, and I took the over at uh, 45 and a half when it came out. So you know I'm going to take Baltimore minus nine, and you know I'm going to take the over 43 and a half. Perfect. Jermaine, what do you got on this one? Uh, I'm taking the Houston Texans plus nine. Uh, and if people are taking Baltimore Ravens minus nine and it pushes it to nine and a half, jump on that as well. I'm going to bet with the trend of what I've seen from Lamar Jackson in previous playoff excursions. His first game off of bye, the Baltimore Ravens are slow starters. And that is the reason why we haven't seen Baltimore deliver on Super Bowl aspirations. I'm going to bet with the hot team with nothing to lose. Vegas just put a team that dropped 31 points on 11-win football team with one of the widely respected as one of the best defenses in the league this year. Houston just did that, and you're going to give me nine points? Yeah, I'll take the nine points here. I'll take the over 43 and a half. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth affair, and I'm also going to take Texans' money line. Nice. At, Amelia, plus, at plus 320. I mean, looking at their game earlier in the year, yeah, Baltimore did win uh, 25 to 9, but they lost the turnover battle. First downs were the same. The Houston actually, in net yards, outgained them by three. Houston passed better than them, and Baltimore rushed better than them, but only by three-tenths of a yard of a carry. Like, this was not as lopsided as it seemed in that game. So, Should be a good one. Should be a really good game. That's to Jermaine, Jermaine's point. Uh, all right, moving into the second game on Saturday is going to be the Green Bay Packers heading into San Francisco. San Francisco is 9.5 favorites. Uh, the over-under is set at 50 and a half. Uh, if you're going San Fran money line, it's minus 440. There's no juice there. If you're going Green Bay money line, it's plus 340. Um, I'll start with you this time, Jermaine. What do you got? Every bit of me wants to, to duplicate what I did with Houston with Green Bay. I just can't. I just don't know if I can do it. I'm going to I'm gonna thread the needle. Give me Green Bay plus nine and a half. And I'll take San Francisco money line. And I will I will take the over. 50 and a half? 50 and a half. I know it's a lot, but I'm going to take the over. I think there's going to be defensive scores in this ball game. It's going to come down to Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy versus Jordan Love. If you believe the narrative that Brock Purdy cannot make throws, which is silly in its own right, but that's it's perfectly fine. They like to they like to discredit people who play well, just like with Michael Thomas. They call him Slant Boy. It's it's just it, someone says one thing on the internet and everybody latches it latches onto it and they refuse to watch the games and and look at anything else. So, all right. If uh, I'm the 49ers, I'm scared of this Green Bay Packers team. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have the stones to take the money line on this one. But that money line at plus 340 is juicy. But go ahead. All right. Uh, Nevada, what do you got for this game? Uh, I got, I'm got. i thinking uh, Niners will take it. Uh, kind of the same thing with the Ravens. I think they're hungry. It's not the NFC Championship game, so uh, Shanahan shouldn't lay an egg just yet. Uh, kind of to Jermaine's point as far as 
the battle between Jordan Love and Brock Purdy, their regular season numbers were almost identical. Love had 41, 59 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. Purdy had 42, 80 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. So stat-wise, you're getting the exact same quarterback. Obviously, one uh, flipped a switch in the middle of the season. But um, I think the X factor, even though he's not really an X factor, it's CMC. He's going to be healthy for the first time in a, in a while. The bye week helped him out. Sounds like he's a full participant. I will go. I will go. Niners covering the spread and over on points. All right, and so you're gonna take the over fifty point five or over for the Niners points. Both cover covering the spread and over on okay. points. Okay, and then Nick, what do you got? So this is the tenth time since 1996 the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers have met in the playoffs. Right. I you think about these two storied franchises and the amount of postseason success they've had. I'm so excited for this game. Right. I love Jordan Love and what the Packers are doing. I think Bryce Purdy always gets the short end of the stick, right? For utilizing the talent around him. Like when did <laughs> when did we stop? When did we start penalizing guys for utilize like the, the people are ad that people are mad that Brock Purdy doesn't need to lead a 99 yard drive down the field to win the game by making 20 yard throws. Like it's, it's incredible to me. Um, uh, watch Tom Brady play during those Super Bowl years. <laughs> no shit. Um, I, I'm so excited for this game. Five fifteen on Saturday. I'm going to be locked in popcorn, beer, pizza, wings, ready to go. Um, I think these, I think Nevada hit on it. I'm going to expand, I'm going to expand it. Not just quarterbacks. I think in the last four games, these are the exact same team. I think the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers are the exact same offense, right? Both scoring around 30 points per game. They're the exact same defense. They've both allowed about 23 and a half, right? And they both have the same turnover differential. The 49ers have a negative one turnover differential in the last 40 games. Green Bay is even in the last four games. I think it comes down to home field advantage. And I know we say home field advantage in the game. Home field advantage is done. Right is it doesn't exist anymore. I think just that that simple little advantage that San Francisco gets from playing at home is going to edge them in that game. That being said, I took this at Green Bay plus ten. I'll take Green Bay plus nine and a half, and I took the over at forty nine and a half. But I'm going to go the over at fifty and a half. Over as well. Okay. You guys expecting some high scoring games this coming weekend, huh? This weekend, yes. Sweet, sweet. sweet. Uh, on Saturday, yes. On Let's Saturday. move into Sunday. <laughs> yeah, moving into Sunday. So um, the first game on Sunday is going to be Tampa Bay heading up uh, to Detroit. Detroit is six-point favorites. The over is set at 48-and-a-half. Um, if you're taking Detroit, it's minus 265. If you're taking Baker and the boys down in Tampa Bay, it's plus 215. Um, Nick, let, Nick, start us off here on this one. Yeah, so I think the opposite of of <laughs> what I just mentioned of 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 Green Bay and uh, Green Bay and San Francisco. These teams have met once in the playoffs uh, since 1996. Uh, re- really, i i don't I don't know how you can watch the game that happened on last weekend and say the Lions are a six are are a six point better team than the no, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
you, you, you simply can't. Uh, I think Detroit has a great offense. Uh, they've, they force turnovers, but that Tampa Bay defense it, it, over the last four games has been outstanding. They are better than any other playoff defense by, uh, well, if, if, well, if you take out KC, cause KC has been very good. So them and KC have allowed about 13 and a half points of scoring defense. They are five points better than the next closest team. That's the Buffalo bills, right? How can you look at that game and say, Tampa Bay is worse, right? Detroit did everything to lose the game against the Rams. What? And, and paid the refs. And right, right. D- Detroit did everything to lose that game, managed to be bested by a better losing team in the Los Angeles Rams. Tampa Bay did everything they could to win that game, dropped the ball a lot of times, and should have beat the Eagles by more, right? Six points. Give me Tampa Bay plus six. I, I took this Tampa Bay plus six as soon as it came out. But give me the under as well with two great defenses, right? Under 48 and a half. Um, I'm going to wow. go Tampa Bay money line t- plus 215 as well. Holy shit. Sorry. Check Holmgren just tried throwing the ball off the glass to himself to yam it. All right. Nevada, what do you got on this one, brother? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I agree with Nick. Um <laughs> So I, I, he actually also took my bets, which scares me. Um, I, I will say I think obviously eight, Baker's eight and played. two last week. By the way, eight and two last week, up six units, playoff football. Um, Baker's obviously playing phenomenal this year. Um, I, I guess it came down to me as far as who's going to cover. Mike Evans for Detroit. Um, and you could say the same thing about the Detroit uh, Lions with Amon Ra and um, Laporta. But I think the corners for Tampa, as well as the linebackers, will be able to run with those two much more efficiently than anybody on Detroit can run with Mike Evans. Um, I also think Detroit and I I could be wrong, but I just get the feeling that that win the other day was so emotional for them and the entire city that there may be a little bit of a letdown. Um, So obviously it's not a stat that you can look at and say, yep, that's something to look at, but emotional wins like that, especially in the first round, I don't know. I, I just don't get a good feeling when you feel like you've won the Super Bowl because you won a playoff game. So And see, yeah, see, see the Minnesota Timberwolves playing game win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So unfortunately, I'm right in the same bet bet line as Nick. <laughs> so you know it's gonna miss. Uh, look, yeah. Nevada, Nevada and Nick are on Bucks, so smart money is on Detroit. But uh, <laughs> I, I look, man, I don't trust this Detroit defense. I really don't trust this Detroit defense. If Kyron Williams doesn't get hurt for for the Rams, I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. If Sean McVay can run the football, you are not stopping Sean McVay. And that's what scares me. I am also concerned with Tampa Bay being able to stop the Detroit Lions run game. And... That's where I'm concerned, and I think that this offensive line for the Detroit Lions, which 
I have on the record of like it's I think it's the best in football right now. I probably have to go look at stats and back all that up, but I think it's the best in football. Frank Ragnow is the best center in football right now without a question. Jason Kelsey gets the legacy award because he's a hall of famer, but he had a rough year this year and the goat. He he was exhausted. <laughs> like you could just see him physically exhausted, but Frank Ragnow is an absolute dog. And I'm going with this offensive line up front. So I'm going to t- take Detroit minus six because I think the run game is going to go off. So take the over for David Montgomery, take the over for Jameer Gibbs rushing and uh, take the under 48 and a half because Detroit is going to grind this out. I believe that this coaching staff is going to understand that last week was a big time game and they're going to come in and slow the pace down to prevent, you know, overextension, a collapse of some sort, right? Jared Goff got the monkey off his back. Dan Campbell got the monkey off his back. The Detroit Lions got the monkey off their back. Now they're hosting a second home game in a row. This fan base is going to show up. It's going to show up in force. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor. And if Tampa Bay didn't get their drops out of their system, this game can get ugly. And so I'm going to go Detroit minus six and the under. I will ride the under with the How with sad the boys. is it that the Philadelphia Eagles were a warm-up game for Tampa? Let's get your drops out of the way this week so next week we can play good. We're still going to win by 50. Anyway, uh, for the last game on Sunday, um, arguably one of the greatest football games most of us have seen, what, was it two years ago? It was going to be a rematch. It is the Kansas City Chiefs heading into Buffalo. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Buffalo are three-point favorites at home. The over/under is set at forty-five point five. Um, if you're t- if you're riding Buffalo, that's minus one forty-two. If you're riding Kansas City, that's plus one twenty. Uh, Nevada, go ahead and what do you got for this one, brother? I see this one as uh, Buffalo kind of getting their revenge game in. Um, every single time that they've played KC, it's been in KC. KC has never played an away game in the playoffs, aside from the Super Bowl matchups. So this is their first road game in the playoffs. I think I think Buffalo's going to come out buzzing and ready to to smack Mahomes around. Um, everybody knows everybody's going to drop the ball for Mahomes, aside from Travis Kelsey. So I think they're going to come out buzzing and, and try to really rattle him. Crowd's going to be into it. So uh, let's see, minus three. Yeah, I'll take uh, Bills to cover, and I'll take Bills' money line. Jermaine, what do you got? Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen is a 3-3 and matchup. Almost identical completion percentage. Josh Allen has more touchdowns and less interceptions. But Patrick Mahomes is 2-0 and in the playoffs versus Josh Allen. Give me Kansas City Chiefs money line. Give me under 45 and a half. And then obviously I'll take Kansas City plus three. Obviously. All right. Nick, go ahead and close this out, brother. Best thing is coming threes, right? This is the third playoff matchup between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. This is the first one that is in Buffalo. 
The last two results, 2021, Buffalo scored 24. It wasn't enough. They lost by 14. 2022, Buffalo scored 36. It wasn't enough. They lost by six in overtime. How many points does Buffalo need to score to beat Kansas City in Buffalo? I don't think they're going to score even close to that, right? I don't think they score over what Buffalo scored last year. I think this game is going to be a hard-fought game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought, low-scoring game. Give me the under 45-and-a-half. I I just don't think Casey's offense and Buffalo's offense are all show, no-go right now. Um, I think this line is perfect for this game. Uh, but being as it is uh, within my price range, I'm going to take Buffalo Bills' money line at minus 142. So you want the under and Buffalo money line. Correct. Yeah, my bet's got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> any other picks for you guys from this weekend? Anything, any shout outs for any parlay or any uh, touchdown scores or anything you guys want to get out of the way? CMC, two plus touchdowns. Ooh. Ooh. That is uh, filthy. Let's see. I'll take um, <clears throat> I'll take a, a Mark Andrews touchdown. You're going to take a Mark Andrews touchdown? I think he plays this game. And um, – Well, he gets – that's plus 115. Give me a Dalvin Cook anytime touchdown scorer. <laughs> James Cook? Is, Dalvin Cook plays for the Baltimore Ravens. No, nah, no, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the stat line is going to be four carries for nine yards and a touchdown. Four carries? Uh, one you want carry, Dalvin Cook plus nine hundred. Dalvin Cook plus nine hundred. Let's fucking go, boys. And uh, let's see. I'll, I'll, let me see if I, I would, can't pick. I would like to take a Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon the third both to score. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I I'm kind of curious as to what a Luke hold on, Musgrave. Hold on, hold on. Go to the top, Eric. <clears throat> yeah, there's an issue with is our. This is a great this is a great banner to see on a sports book. We are aware that there are currently issues with placing bets, viewing your bet history, and cashing out. We are working to resolve this as soon as possible. Good thing God. you guys aren't a sports book. All right, God damn, their their IT department is getting dragged. McCaffrey right now. two or more touchdowns is plus one forty five. That's crazy. It's not even right. worth it. Dude. Three touchdowns. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Is there an option? For <coughs> yeah, Probably not. Yeah, there is. Oh, there is? Uh, plus 500. Oh, my God. Patrick right. Richard, three plus touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> universe. I would love to live in that universe as long as I would have that bet. Hold you know on. What, what was McCaffrey's three plus touchdowns? Plus, plus 500. 500. Oh, plus 500. That's insane. Yeah. He's I, the only person that's not in the thousands. Everybody else is in the thousands. They're like, CMC, we'll put you at plus 500. Let me and get a let me get a, a Luke Musgrave anytime touchdown. Actually, scratch that. Let me get a Bo Melton anytime touchdown for Green Bay Packers. And plus six fifty. I thought you were just making shit up, dude. <laughs> and then let me get a Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. You playoff, know, you know, playoff it, touchdowns are crazy. So you I know, Eric. With, with you know, Eric. While while we're there, there's been so much media coverage on him. 
in that mm-hmm. in that Green Bay San Francisco game. Give me a Kyle Jeselnik plus eight fifty anytime touchdown. So I almost <laughs> I almost took that, dude. I almost took that. He's talking about use check, by the way. Yeah, I know. Use- I, oh. I just I, I thought he'd be higher, but he's at the bottom there with Bo Melton. <laughs> Don't slander my plus six fifty. Nick just took a plus eight fifty. All right. What else you guys got? I think that's it. All right, cool. Wait, Nevada, did you have one? No, if I do, I'll send it offline. I was, I'm just trying to think of other guys. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else? Another long episode. Uh, playoff season, how to review the futures. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. Um, I've been your host, This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And we now have two executive producers, Nevada and, as always, the EP. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. And I didn't have the music ready.